0: Okay, um, do you want to share anything Dave, before you take the questions?
1: Well, hello to everyone. Um, I'm not feeling that well today. I had a booster shot you know from the the uh, covid and I'm having an allergic effect, so I'm a little weak, but um that's the news so let's see how far we can go here with questions. okay
0: yeah if you need to go that's yeah just letting you know <laughs> that you can do that um so so you want to take the questions yeah please yeah. okay okay um okay so this is from this question is from chaitanya das and papanabaswamy sent it to me they're from peru so um, he says, you mentioned that the mood in Navadweep Leela is more dasya and some sakirasa. My question is how should we see the position of Vishnupriya Devi, since I understand that she is Lakshmi, Lakshmi Devi, the eternal consort of Narayan, and Mahaprabhu is Krishna with the mood of Sri Radha?
1: Yes. Yes, the idea is that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that the um, attainment that we aspire for in terms of participating in leela is one that is constituted Dāsya Bhakti. And the Dāsya Bhakti of Navadvīpa, like the Dāsya Bhakti of Vrindavan, in almost all instances, is is tinged with sakya. Hmm? Um, can you hear me?
0: Yes, now now we can.
1: Yeah. So the Dasya Bhakti of Navadvi like the Dasya Bhakti Prindavan the two are same is tinged with a little bit of Sakya. So this is our ideal in Navadvip. And we find that, uh, for the most part, all the devotees had a similar relationship with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now, there may be some exceptions amongst paradigmatic figures like his mother, yeah, like Vishnu Priya, you, 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 you mentioned. Uh, Vishnu Priya is thought of in different ways, uh, sometimes as Satyabhama and um, Bhakti Devi. Some devotees have identified her in this way and other notions about her as well. But, um, as Satyabhama, then her, her love for Krishna is in Madhurya, according to Jiva Goswami, mixed with Dasya. Mm. So, in Gauri, the Dasya becomes, um, More prominent than it does in Krishna Leela. But still, obviously, she has a romantic relationship with, with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, she's his wife. So there are some exceptions, hmm? Just like we find exceptions in Ram Leela. The typical opportunity, window of opportunity that's offered Ram Bhaktas is to follow in the footsteps of Hanuman and enter into Ram as a das. Still, we see he has a couple of friends. We see he has a mother. We see he has a consort. Those speak to us in a way about the possibility of such relationships with Bhagavan that aren't available to us therein, in Ramlila. Um, relationships, for example, that we don't find in Baikuntha. Baikuntha Narayan doesn't have a mother. He, 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 he doesn't have... Um, Intimate friends like Ram has with Lakshman and so forth. So, for that reason, we, we consider uh, Ayodhya to be more developed in terms of rasa. Although, again, the possibility there for us ourselves is in Dasyavaki. There are some exceptions of that. When we come to Krishna Lila, then of course all these opportunities. Present themselves, Dasya Sakya Vatsalya and Madhurya. We go to Gaur Leela. Let's compare it, you know, somewhat to Ram Leela, as I'm saying. Yes, he has a mother. Yes, he has a wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has a father and so forth, but, um, he's Prabhu. Mm -hmm. Uh, He shows himself to be Bhagwan at times and otherwise, uh, and, he, and even his mother, of course, will see that, but um the greater balance of the devotees serve him in Dasya Bhakti. So, I hope that helps.
0: I don't think that they're on the call today. So yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hope that helps. Um Krishna Das?
2: Hmm. Dandava Pranams, uh, good morning, Guru Maharaj. Hmm. Um So, let's see, I was recently reading and listening to some of your articles and lectures on the topic of Siddha Purnali and the potential for a revelation of the Siddha Dea of a devotee by either Harinam or one's guru. Um So from my understanding, based on what I've heard thus far, the practice of Siddha Purnali has in some cases historically and currently been misapplied either by devotees having their Siddha Deas revealed to them prematurely, or that some have even turned giving so-called citadeas into a kind of business. So I was wondering if you could uh, speak a little bit about the topic of proper revelation of citadea, and particularly my question is this. Um in the case in either case of how citadeha is revealed to the devotee, is the citadeha of a particular devotee something that is fixed for that devotee prior to their actual eligibility to meditate on it, or is it established firmly at the moment of revelation by Harinam or the guru after the devotee has attained uh, inclination toward a particular ideal in Golok and significant enough uh, loba that qualifies them to meditate effectively on Siddhadeya?
1: Well, regardless of what information one may receive about uh, that ideal, um, what is uh, required in all instances is progress in bhakti that affords realization. And uh, this involves consistent, or what, what Rupa Goswami, he uses the word vasanas. Hmm? Rupa Goswami asks a question in his own Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that, Having spoken about the different stai bhas, is there a gradation of them? Hmm? And he gives a gradation with Madhurya Rasa being the most, the, the rasa that affords the most intimacy with Bhagavan. He poses the question, why doesn't everybody choose that then? If that's the best, he says, well, because of Vasanas, they make their choices. Hmm? So Vasanas are, uh, samskaras. And some scars are a collection of vrittis, so impressions. These are all impressions. So uh, a, a number of like impressions, in this case, it will be bhakti. Some scars mm, uh, uh, eventually turn into samskaras. scars, mm, and then some scars turn into vasanas. So th- this is very intense then the vasana mm, uh, stage of um, of, of impressions for bhakti having having been built up, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, typically, well, what Rupa Vasami, what the commentators have explained is by association with a particular sentiment, um, for in this lifetime and other lifetimes, reaching the point of vasanas, it determines then what, um, one's uh, attainment will be. Hmm? Otherwise, broadly speaking, the attainment is dependent upon association, mercy, and the effort that we uh, we put into it, both Kripa, mercy, and effort exerting our, our will. So, so some sects, they, you know, they give out a prototype of this is the, this is the Manjari, she's like this, and this is your ideal, and you should think about it like that. Um, and and, uh, and others uh, uh, don't do that, uh, like Pakistan. Sustadaka didn't do that, um, but he emphasized uh, practice. Bhakti, you know, kind of, Dakka kind of came in the middle between assigning, you know, or telling you this is your, who you are, or what you'll be, which is really, if you look at it carefully, it's only giving like a prototype. The prototype is given in. And for the Godi Vaishnavas in a book called uh, Sanat Kamar Samhita, which is actually part of the Shiva Purana. And um, for the Manjari. Mm-hmm. So um, some sects say the Guru goes into meditation, gets that from Krishna, and gives that to you. I think that is really some kind of preaching strategy to create faith in the disciple, that this is what just happened. But from my experience, that's not what happens. Um and you know, at best, uh, the guru is giving a prototype to orient the disciple towards a particular Baba in that way. Um, and um then on the other side of that you've got uh by the practice of bhakti uh in conjunction with the association that you have, you know, that ideal you will you'll realize in due course. And as I say, bhakti you no know, takvana. Came in the middle there. And um, he uh, he taught that as the devotees advance, then help, they'll develop, based on their association or whatever, lifetimes and so forth, um, uh, a particular ideal. They will express it to the guru. He or she will edit it, approve it. Say, yes, you, you, you're understanding nicely. Encourage and um and, and and get that so to speak in, in place. Mm-hmm. But then so much has to be done in terms of uh, very um one-pointed and intense uh practice which is really possible for senior devotees. And that's why Bhakti Siddhanta talk or excuse me Bhakti Thakur, uh advised that we shouldn't try to meditate on the Siddhadeha until you attain like Ruchi or Asakti, because unless you have a taste for this, the prospect of being able to continue that practice is limited at best. But if you've come to the point where uh, other distractions, uh, ideals have been retired, and your practice is consistent and it's driven by taste and so forth, then, um, then there's a good prospect that that can be cultivated in hands on way as opposed to well here's your citadea and uh you know you still have a lot of other desires and you're supposed to go and meditate on it the prospect of being able to do that you know is is as i say uh limited at best this is a very very high thing you have to understand that um i recently made a post on facebook about compassion universal compassion and so forth it was appreciated but the one of the points i was making is that it's a very high thing, universal compassion. People think it's nothing higher than that, but we say there's something much higher than that, and that's bhakti rasa. It passes through uh, Atma Gyan itself, gives rise to universal compassion, which is a very high thing. But bhakti rasa, trained in, in the dust, so you have to understand I think how high. The ideal that we are aspiring to ha- is, uh, Brahma was bewildered by it when he was, uh, had firsthand experience of the, of Krishna's playmate.
0: I don't even know if that helps because I don't know if you can hear me. I'm back. Okay. So,
1: so Brahma's playmates, yeah, Brahma saw Krishna with his playmates and he was just overwhelmed by what that was all about. And this is, this is Brahma. You know, he's not an ordinary, uh, person. So it's important, I think, to emphasize how high that is, and that's one of the one of the um uh, emphasis of our particular party bar coming through Bhakti Vinod or Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsatatakura. Um not that um we won't think about it at all, but um we shall try to position ourselves in such a way that Krishna and his internal energy shaftly will be attracted to us. In, and reveal to us, uh, open their arms to us. Rather than we try to see them, we try to act in such a way that they would want, they will take notice of us. Mm-hmm. So, puttularaga put the goal of abhanga, matalahari jama, kiyapamaranga. Mm-hmm. This is a, s- a saying of Bhakti Saraswati Sarasapitapha that it. thought really encapsulates. Sorry, that's the internet this is a statement of Bhakti Siddhānta, a poem of his, that Siddhāmarās thought really captured um, his, the, the talk was thinking, understanding, thinking about um, this
3: uh,
1: Bhakti Rāsa, attainment of the Bhakti Swarup and so forth, and the idea of the verses that do Hari Kirtan, Hari nam Kirtan, and, 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 and be prepared to shed, you know, your blood for that. That's kind of the way we talk about it. Uh, full giving of yourself to Harikirtan and the, and have reverence, not for Krishna, hmm? it, it, like they do in Vaikuntha for Narayan, but have reverence for the associates of Krishna in in Vrindavan, who they are, Nanda, Yusoda, Sridham. Sudam, uh, you know, Alita Visakha, Upamanjari, with, with, with reverence, we worship them. And then through, through Hari Kirtan, that reverence will be broken. They will take notice of us and open the gates, so to speak. So that was his basic uh, approach to the matter. You know, others have different approaches and we may disagree with them or uh, there may be. Room to agree with them. Yes, it could be done that way. Um, but after all, what we're looking for is the result here. And there's much talk about it, much information out and about and so forth. But there's very little example of what that really constitutes. Mm-hmm. And it's rather unbecoming, in one sense, to be uh, preoccupied with it mentally or intellectually or apparently through practice. But then, um, uh, truth be told, you look up the guy on the internet and he's, he's, into, you know, uh, some political, you know, whatever, uh, issue or, or some bringing up some old song or something. Or, or, you know, I mean, these, these things don't go together. Um, uh, the kind of bhajan that is really focused on revealing, uh, gaining access to the to, to the LEELA in terms of the opportunity that's been presented to you. This is very high, very intense, very um, um, focused, one, one-minded and so forth. So you know, we, can, we try to come in the middle. We, we, we educate our students, give them information and so on and so forth, but we like to emphasize the fact that, uh, as Sarasati Thakur did, it's not something you're going to attain too quickly, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We can find out about it, and that's what you should do. Vishnu um, Tukuri gives, gives an example that if you want to milk a cow, okay, great. What do you do? Well, you're going to have to learn, you know, about this. You're to have to do a little research milk, how to milk down, you know, there, there, there's a method to it. You don't just go up and say, give me some milk. Mm-hmm. So there's some research. Research about it. And your question is along those lines. I was saying theoretical, you get a theoretical understanding. Because the theoretical understandings are only as good as they serve to compel us to practice. You know, theology and study of the scripture are not uh ends unto themselves. Mm-hmm. They are a means to help one get out of one's head, interestingly enough, and into one's heart. Therefore, I say sometimes, uh, use your head to soften your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so, those are some thoughts. I hope that helps.
2: Uh, yes, thank you. That uh, That is a very comprehensive answer. That helped a lot. Thank you, Guru Maharaj. Okay. How do you...
0: Um, so, Fred Bhumi had a question. So, and he sent it in the chat. Um, and he says, of course, many of the most um, renowned of our Guru Parampara, um, are those who have offered profound literary contributions. I'm curious about the role and subtle nature of the contributions given by those in our line, such as Forrest Babaji's.
1: Well, I think that uh, if a devotee does not make a literary contribution, um, then he or she may not stand out um, um, in the same way or to the same extent, because obviously literary contribution is one that can be shared here and there and, and so forth, even if you don't even meet the devotee. But if someone's not making a literary contribution, and it's it's more difficult to um, even know about them, right? But uh, nonetheless, um, any devotee makes a contribution if they're especially if they're an advanced devotee, and that by way of their example. So there may be some forest dwellers, if you will, uh doing near Dunbhajan, uh, you know, Bhakti Siddhanta found such a person in Gorka Shrodas Babaji. So what is his contribution? One time, um, a godbrother of mine, who had taken sannyas from Pujapad Sridhar Maharaj, formed a temple in North America, and he was putting the pictures of the Guru Parampara on the altar, and he decided not to put Gorka Shrodas Babaji's picture on the altar because he thought he was not a significant uh, contributor. Hmm? Comparatively, Bhakti Vinoda you know, books, Prabhupada had so many books, Bhakti to opened so many moths and, and, and published books himself and so on and so forth. And so, you know, in the Guru Park, there are going to be many gurus. Not all of them are going to stand out with extraordinary literary contributions or um, uh, the manifestation station of facilities for Bhakti, converting others and so forth. narottam converted, you know, thousands of people The Mirabhadra Goswami converted thousands, even Buddhists and so forth that became known for this others by their writing and so forth as you you say. Anyway uh, Pujabhadra Sridhar heard about this and he was irate hmm, that Gorka Shodas Babaji's picture was not included on that altar. And so uh, after he chastised the disciple, the disciple meekly asked, well what was his contribution? (laughs) You know, you say that some's contribution is greater and we're going to single those out. Pujapachita Marshall once gave the example, like in science. Okay, from the beginning of modern science to today, there are many, 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 many scientists. We don't know all their names and all of them are not necessarily big contributors to the scientific scientists. Um, But some of them have made major contributions like Newton, Einstein, um, you know, and so forth. And so we'll highlight those. And so Bhakti Siddhanta starts to talk, who once drew his line of his gurus and just highlighted the major gurus who were connected with different ours. Hmm. And so this is our line. We're connected to these people. Now, otherwise, there are other people are connected to them, gurus and so forth, but they didn't make as big of a contribution. So this is the idea. So we thought, well, what, what, you know, what's the contribution of Gaurakasura? And Srinamart just said very loudly, Bhakti Siddhanta, that's his contribution. Enough said And so so uh there's an example of someone who made a contribution, and he made a contribution to his example his example became known throughout uh, Bengal and Vrindavan. and um you know the, i I think that any such devotees do have some lore about them, some stories about them, testimony about them on the part of their disciples and and, and others and so forth. Some books have been published about such devotees in bruj um and their their miraculous lives and so forth devotees who who didn't uh, have a literary uh contribution but have extraordinary stories uh, that um, illustrate their um, their uh, the depth of their spiritualization so if not by some literature by example and for that matter example speaks louder than precept we could fool people maybe with some literature but hard to fool by example
0: next question so greg had a question um, that he sent to me Um, his question is how to reconcile verses 14 22 through 25 of the gita the qualities of a person who has transcended the gunas with those who are inimical to devotees
1: I don't really understand the question. If there are those who are described that have transcended the gunas, there's one type of category of persons. And then there are those who are inimical to devotees who obviously have not transcended the gunas. Um, So both types of people are out and about. Hmm. Unfortunately, the latter is there, but then we can learn from them as well as to what not to do. Uh, They set a good example of that for us. Um 14th chapter is about, what's the title of the 14th chapter? Um, Is it The Divine and the Demonic? I don't remember. I'm thinking of writing another book. on The the Three Components of Nature. The The Three Components of Nature. What is it? It's about the Three Components of Nature. I can't hear you. I'm trying to read your lips. Oh, boy. Okay.
0: Make sure you've muted original audio and you're on Yes,
1: yes. Yeah, we can hear you now. It's, it's about the three components of nature and their, their, their qualities and their impact on, on people. Oh, yeah. So near Guna is one thing and within the Gunas is another thing. And there are better and worse situations within the Gunas. Those who are inimical to devotees, um, unfortunately, um, um, are in the, in the worst position. So I, I don't really know what, what the answer uh, given what I've been asked there, I think there must be more to the question that I'm not quite getting. So forgive me for that. If any clarification can come, then I'll try to answer it further. But let's otherwise try another question.
0: Um, I think the, like Greg is on call. I wonder if Greg is available just to clarify because he, I don't know how long, much longer he's going to be on the call to be able to. Yeah.
1: This is the time to do that if he's on.
0: I don't know if he's only able to type
1: that would be fine too,
0: yeah, you can message me. He did send me um he was like clarifying how to deal with the latter the three modes of late okay he said, yeah, he can only type, so he's just gonna type it.
1: Are there other questions in the meantime
0: he um y- yes, I'll just let him type out like the clarification uh like a clarifying like uh, just another question um or the same you know what I mean um so Sharada I think Sharada has a question um okay so she wrote I have a question (laughs) when Godia Vaishnavas talk about a loving exchange of love between the lord and the devotee within devotional service Is it respectful or appropriate to say, especially for less advanced devotees, that this exchange includes the act or concept of receiving by the devotee as well as giving, or is giving and receiving simultaneously happening with chanting and service? For example, are there any specific prayers to give thanks to Krishna or Lord Chaitanya, or is this something that is instructed after initiation? Any suggested reading to know more about the subject? Pranam Sharada.
1: So to understand your question, I think you're asking for aside from hearing and chanting. Are there any specific prayers in which one might be, for example, speaking to Krishna, requesting his mercy? Um, something to that effect. Um, and the. Um, And in this way, more directly interacting, if you will, with the deity. Um, and the answer is yes, of course. Um, and you will find that in many of the the, uh, the prayers, uh, songs. Uh, sorry, it was, it was half Bengali, so. Um, say, Bangla, Bole. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. she she's big so there's uh the the godya is like three there are 3000 or so songs of Gaudiya mahant's over you know hundreds of years with all types of uh prayers um but aside from that you will you, you find are back namaskar
0: yeah. Namaskar <laughs> Um, I'm biology. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, carry on, sorry. <laughs> so
1: in, in, in our, uh, line, then there has been an emphasis on the prayers of Narasimh Thakur and the prayers of Bhagavad Gita, which are many, many Psalms in simple Bengali. Um and you, might, you, you may find more of an interactive type of, you know, expressions, if you will, therein um uh and there's a couple of books of Praur and um I can't remember the name of another prominent one but um a lot of that has been published by um uh, members of of um our are coming from Bhakti, you Okktinova but i would uh, um turn your attention there. But there are other, aside from that, in the Bhagavatam, we can find prayers of different devotees. Um, For example, there's Brahma's prayers. He gives about 30, 35 prayers after the Brahma v. Lila. Some of them are quite uh, philosophical, but some of them are quite intimate. He aspires to have a residence there in Vrindavan and speaks to the Bhagavan about that and so forth. So is that the kind of prayers that you're thinking about
0: yes and prayers to say um you know that i am grateful for the gifts that you've given me because sometimes we don't actually recognize some things that are actually given to us yeah um,
1: Krishna speaks all languages too so you can just say it out in english or <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes that'll, that'll work right huh? yes so and, thank you also it said so the feeling behind what you do is what counts however perfectly the execution is, is secondary but if your heart's in the right place that's the language that Krishna speaks heart language hmm?
0: yes 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 I see <laughs> thank and you yes there's a lot of
3: reading to do <laughs> gratitude is
1: <laughs> yeah. the beginning of, of, of love actually that's yeah. the beginning of of love, so it's a very good place to start.
0: Thank you. Thank okay. you. Very grateful. <laughs> okay. Um Madhavan has a follow-up question. Okay. Someone in Madhavan. I don't know who it is. Oh, sure. sure?
3: Gumaj, can you hear me?
1: I can. The voice of Madhavan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the most insignificant voice of Madhavan. Good morning, Gumaj. Um mm-hmm the connected to that last question um what um what does krishna receive from the worship of a neophyte devotee
1: well um there is um a statement in the gita in 6th chapter naikala anakukshat dvagatin tatagacchati This is um, with regard to Arjuna's question that having been inspired by Krishna to forego dharma and take spiritual life rather than the moral life, take up yoga and ultimately bhakti is what he's speaking about there in that section about bhakti, which is culminating in the sixth chapter. And Arjuna says, "Well, you know, like what if I'm not successful? I've given up dharma, and I'm going to be culpable for not following the rules of dharma." Uh but I but what the the path that you're laying out for me is not easy either. Concentrate the mind and so on and so forth. So if I'm not successful there, then I'll be nowhere. And Krishna says, No, don't don't think like that. He says he says a lot of things. One of the things he says, if you imperfectly do this bhakti, you'll be better you'll attain more than if you perfectly do the follow the the Marnasram Dharma.
3: Mm-hmm. The
1: best you can get out of that is okay. you know, a Brahma. And Brahma is bowing down. To the coward boys of Brudge, thinking this is, this is beyond my foreheads. There's got uh, They're spinning like tops to see, see this. So, uh, but otherwise, uh, Krishna very affectionately, he called in a do the Pujapad translated this in a poetic way. He said, sincerity is invincible, invincible. Hmm. So, uh, what the verse is is, no, don't think like that, dear one, Krishna's saying to Arjuna. Uh, I said in the beginning of my discourse on yoga that even a little effort in this is never, never lost because this is near guna. Otherwise effort in other types of yoga that are governed by the gunas, well, that, that, that will not produce a permanent result, but near guna will. So, um, he's kind of connecting the beginning, first thing he says about yoga with now the He's moving into the end of that discourse on yoga in the sixth chapter. Um, so Prabhupada took it entirely. He's speaking about, about bhakti. Um, and so, um, for a neophyte devotee who's, uh, offering puja, prayers and so forth, your Krishna's, what, what does Krishna accept? Well, he accepts the, the sincerity of their, their purpose, even if they do it, you know, do it wrong. We were once, uh, in the early days of Wisconsin when I was in Los Angeles, um, the old, old temple room, uh, after Mangalartik at about six o'clock in the morning or six thirty, we used to gather, uh, around, around the Vyasa Sana Prabhupada and again sing the Samsara prayers of Vishwamashaka Titakura, hm, Guru Vastakam. And, um, when Prabhupada was there, once up in his room, he, he could hear the prayer, and we were seeing one day Guru, she, saying, you offer know, my obeisances to the lotus feet of a cow. Instead of Guru, he was hearing cow. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we were pronouncing the Sanskrit word wrong. And so he, you know, he corrected it, you know. Um but we told the story that, I think the story was told to Putta Pachitam, she said, yes, yeah. And Krishna might say, I think you meant this, right? You said that. That was wrong. But I think you meant this. I, so he, he's uh, he can hear the prayers of his sadhakas. This is a question that's posed in Raghavartha Chandrika by Vishvanatha Bhitakwar. If you're on the Marg, Krishna's lost in the embrace of Radha, what is the prospect that I have as a beginner, hmm. even, maybe without taste, just uh, Jataruchi doing Vaidhi Bhakti with that ideal in mind, waiting for taste to come. Uh, does he hear my prayers? And Vishwana says, Well, we could say, you no, know, the prayers go to the Paramatma, but, it, but don't think like that. He said, No, hmm. and don't think like that. They go to Krishna. And he gives the example that in Dwarka, Krishna's Madhurya is overridden by his Aishwarya. There, Uddhava is his counselor and Uddhava says this is mind blowing you are the supreme god omniscient you know everything but you ask me for advice hmm? so this is an instance in which his aishvarya is highlighted by Uddhava hmm, in the context of his madhurya expressing itself like what do you think Uddhava what should i do hmm? and he says <laughs> he said this is amazing you're like omniscient and you're asking me. So he says, Vishnu in Braj, the, the equation is reversed hmm? and the Madhurya takes precedence over the uh, Aishvarya. Hmm? But the doesn't mean that the Aishvarya is not there. Just like it doesn't mean that the Madhurya is not there in Dwarka. It is obviously he's asking our Uddhava, you know, what should I do? What do you think? What do the scriptures say here? So both are there is the point in Dwarka in a place where Aishwarya is prominent. So he says both are also there in Vrindavan, where the Madhurya is prominent. And as a result of that, the omniscience of Krishna, which recedes to the background in terms of the interplay with his devotees in the Lila, hmm, um, it nonetheless is... Um, alive and well in terms of being able to hear the prayers and the feel the sincerity of the offering of the sadhaka hmm, in this world. So uh, it wouldn't be hard for Krishna to hear your prayers and feel your sincerity, to know your heart and, uh, and so forth. Hmm? I hope that answers your question.
3: Yes, thank you, Gumaj. I have, I have one follow-up. Would you say that Krishna feels compassion mostly towards his beginning devotees and that compassion slowly transforms into longing, I guess, as his devotees advance. Longing on whose part? Krishna, it to meet with his devotee.
1: Yeah, that's right. Good answer. Yeah, that's what I hope you would say. Krishna has a longing to meet the devotee, but prior to his longing, yes, he shows compassion. And as the devotee starts to long, then Krishna will long for him. So, therefore, you will find many of the prayer...
3: You just left off talking about how as the devotee increases his longing for Krishna, how that...
1: Krishna vote increases his longing. And therefore, you will see that um, a lot of the prayers that I referred to earlier, a lot of them are very suitable uh, and and directed towards sadhakas rather than the prayers that I could be more submissive, that I could express my gratitude, uh, 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 petitioning the Lord for his compassion, and so forth. And these types of prayers are appropriate Primarily for sadhana bhakti. Sadhana bhakti prayers uh, are predominantly um, of this of this nature. Uh, petitioning Bhagwan for submission. That I could become a sharanagata. That I could give my, allow me to give myself to you uh, and so forth. Whereas um, in bhava bhakti, the prayers are primarily characterized by longing. So this is the divide. Submission and longing. It's a very beautiful thing if you read Prophet's Prayer in the Jala The first half is all about submission, Sharanagati. And then the next, the next half is all about longing. It's so, so beautiful the way that all, uh, comes together. And, uh, I, I chant those prayers of Prophet's longing every day. Um, and I was thinking about it today. Um, they're so beautiful, but, um, um, what should be emphasized um, in the beginning more than those is the first half of the prayer. How he he tried to, he petitioned Krishna to give him the power to do his Guru Maharaj's bidding. Hmm. He did it in a very charming way, obviously. Uh, Krishna, you are very uh, uh, attached to Radharani and if she's pleased with you, your life will be successful. My Guru represents Radharani. She's asked me to do this. So I think you should give me the power to do it. Hmm. And then he goes on with all these prayers of, of submission. And I don't you know, you know, I don't have the ability and so forth, only by grace and so forth. So a very, those are very important, uh, you know, prayers to focus on. Hmm. And as much as we are focusing on those, as much as we can say, bhai <speaking in Spanish> chutta Baii lutaputi shey de koveho be more eh char shey de kobeho be koi chuta chuti bai lutaputi, to do somersaults and fall rolling on the ground, tomara milane Bhai abar she Shukop Guri Din bo to go herding cows with kri this is not a not a small thing, this is a huge, huge thing this is God, hm
2: yes chai. That's true. Meaning, of course. <laughs> yeah.
1: This, this is, this is God to be in that position. So we have to pass through Sharnagati. We have to, we have to get his, his compassion, his grace. Okay. What else?
0: Um, yeah, what else? Uh, okay. So I think this might have been a follow up question, um, from Matthew. So it says, um, are Krishna in the heart, Cheta Guru, and Paramatma conceptually the same? How are we to understand the relation or overlap of these features of the Absolute?
1: Yes. Um, this is explained in the beginning of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, where Krishna Daskavirar says that the Mahant the external guru is a manifestation of the chetu guru, mm, God in the heart. mm. Um, He emphasizes this um, to underscore the need to pay attention to the guru and the form in which Krishna has come to us most and made himself most accessible mm, through that empowered uh, agency of, of Guru Tattva. Therefore, in other places in the Shastra, it's mentioned, uh, that, uh, Acharya Mambijani for example, Karachit Krishna told Uddhava, you should take the Acharya to be my very self. Representational sense. Sakshadhari Samasta Shastri, all the scriptures say that the Guru is, is directly Krishna. Mm-hmm. Now, Again, it's in a representational sense because that verse goes on to say, Sakshad Kintu Prabhu Ya Priyavatasya. He says all the scriptures say that the Guru is directly Krishna, and he's he's very dear to Krishna. Kintu Kintu Prabhu Ya How can he be Krishna and be and dear to Krishna? So <laughs> so it's different than than in in, 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 in the the sense in which the Guru is thought to be one with with Brahman. Uh, but one in a representational sense. So I think that if you understand that, uh, but the question is more about uh, Chaitya Guru, Paramatma, and then the Guru is a manifestation, of Guru does this mean that the Guru is a manifestation of the Paramatma, uh, and so forth. The, the Paramatma is a, um, is the oversoul of the world, right? He comes in three forms as the source of the world, as the source of each universe in the multiverse, and the oversoul of each individual in every heart, in every atom, right? So these are the three Purusha avatars of of Vishnu. And, um, And their jurisdiction is the world. Right? And the world is full of desires. We find in Shikshastakam of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which I've written a commentary on, um there it is mentioned that, Nadanam, Najanam, Nasundarim, Kavitam, Bhajagadisha, Kamahi, Mama, Janmani, Janmanishwari, Bhavatadvakdar, Hoytakitari. In two places in this verse, the Jagadishwar is mentioned. Hmm? Uh danam na janam na sundarum kavitam va jagadish kamaye i have no kama i have no desire for wealth followers relationships in this world uh the 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 subtlety of uh, literary accomplishment poetry na danam mm. na janam na kavitam va jagadish kamaye which is all, the implication is, which is all overseen by the Paramatma. Hmm. He's presiding over the world of, of material desires as a witness, right? Hmm. And he says, So what's happening in this verse is Mahabharata was passing from a worship of the over soul of the world, so to speak, and turning that paramatma in the heart into Pranishwara, Mama Janmane, but Bhakti So that Paramatma now has turned into his devata which is Krishna. Um, so who is in the heart that depends on how we approach. For the ordinary person, the Paramatma is there. For the devotee, as he or she advances, then his his or her ideal as Ram, as Krishna, and so forth, will take the place of the Paramatma. Paramatma, so to speak, will be replaced by the Pranishvara.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and in rag Bhakti, which is our line, then it's thought that that Pranish Paramatma Chaitanya Guru is now is 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 Prajnanandan. Is this is mentioned directly in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishna himself. Hmm. So uh we look in that way. Chaitanya Guru is Krishna, our Devata, Devata. And, um of course, you know, for that to be really the case, then but to clear our hearts out through bhakti of all the other uh, desires and so forth. Mahatma was speaking about a stage we call Ruchi, where there's real taste for the practice. He has no taste for... He says, I don't care if I take birth again and again. It doesn't matter I'm any concerned with that. Hmm. I just uh, uh want to engage in bhakti, life after life. The devotees sometimes ask, you know, will I go back to God in one life? I'd say in one life you will. You know, which one <laughs> in one he will. And in the one um, where it comes to this, where you don't care about whether you take birth or not, and you just want to serve. That's the one. Mm-hmm. That's the one. So when you stop asking that question, when you stop looking at your watch, then it's possible. Mm-hmm. That is beyond time. Mm-hmm. When it will be on time, you've got to stop looking at the watch here. So we think in this way of the Chaita Guru as Krishna and, and the Guru to be the representative of Rajananda Nandan Krishna, not of the uh, Paramatma, overlord of the soul, who merges into Narayan Kunta, um, and Vaikuntha um, and therein there's Aishwarya Mahab and so forth. Now, I, I don't know if I fully answered your question. If not, I'll... Um,
0: um, you froze, but he did comment in the chat. Thank you for tying that together so beautifully.
1: Okay, good. Yeah. Right, helpful.
0: How are you feeling right now?
1: Who's asking?
0: Um I'm asking. Because <laughs> you said that you weren't feeling well.
1: I'm feeling weak. We only have a couple of minutes, so maybe we should... Yeah. ...was there. It's been an interesting session. We had some good, good discussion. So I appreciate it and hope with you again next week. Okay. Hare Krishna.